Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live mic. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, bringing it to you again this week. Our topic today, kind of looking at the history of the Steelers' uh, first-round draft picks under Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin specifically, and what uh, we kind of can take from history and bring it to today and try to figure out some legitimate prospects that the Steelers are 100% interested in. Before we really get to those names, I I think we kind of got to chat a little little about... uh, these two guys kind of history with the first round pick and how we kind of can deduce from those selections what they may be likely to do come uh, May's draft. Now, firstly, one of the things we know this group loves to do is draft as specifically first rounders I'm talking here is draft guys that they attended their pro day at. The If Mike Tomlin and or Kevin Colbert are not at their pro day, the Steelers haven't selected a player that they didn't attend their pro day since possibly 2009 in Ziggy Hood. That that really, to me, is kind of a an outstanding kind of noticeable fact. And really, unless they're trying to uh, surprise some teams by not 
showing their hand, I guess. I, I don't really see why that trend wouldn't continue. It's just something the Steelers have done for so long, and unless someone ridiculous were to fall to their laps, I just don't see how it could be possible that they would go around and not draft someone that they attended their pro day. So the nine teams whose pro day they have attended so far, either Tomlin or Colbert, except for this year, they have traveled together for all their pro day events. We know at the time of recording, they have been to nine pro days. Clemson, Georgia, Auburn, Florida State, Alabama, the first Alabama Pro Day, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. A a couple usual suspects in there, but again, it it is a list of of teams that really you should be kind of honing in on when it comes to first-round picks for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Past that, the next biggest thing is how much this team, not just in the first round on this one, but throughout the entire draft, how much this team appreciates players that are younger. The younger the player, the better, really. And how how much more likely they are to draft an underclassman rather than a senior. Which all of a sudden, when you lump just those two factors in together, that list of names dwindles quite, quite quickly. Before we, and again, before we get in those names, a couple other factors that we should really kind of talk about. This team does not hardly ever trade back in the draft, which I know myself included would be a very good idea if they're able to swing a deal this year to acquire another second or third round pick. That would be huge for them, but they haven't been able to trade back since 2001. 20 years of drafts have gone by since the last time the Steelers have done a trade back. And that was that pick was for Casey Hampton. They only slid back three spots, which is definitely something of note and the only time in the Kevin Colbert era where they've ever done that. So that is something to, to keep in mind when it comes to those things. When it comes to trading up, a, a little less likely, but they have done it in recent years. But with a team with as many glaring holes as they have this year and not, not a crazy amount of draft capital in 2021, I, I just don't see them uh, making aggressive move up. Remember in 2018 when they traded up for Devin Bush, they had the extra picks acquired from Antonio Brown, which Kevin Colbert uh, kind of pointed at, saying gave them the freedom to make a big jump up to acquire the middle linebacker. The Steelers really don't have that this year. They may have uh, a nice amount of compensatory selections next year, but we haven't come close to crossing that bridge yet. So uh, until there is money in the bank, the Steelers are not banking on it. So I wouldn't expect a trade back, and I'm definitely not expecting a trade up. A couple other factors we kind of know about this team is, especially recently, when in doubt, draft a linebacker. Um, Since uh, Mike Tomlin's been brought into the fold, of course, his first ever draft pick was Lawrence Timmons. Uh, You got TJ Watt, Jarvis Jones, Bud Dupree, Ryan Chazier, Devin Bush. The list really goes on and on when it comes to linebackers in the first round. So I I would... I would definitely hazard you from thinking they wouldn't go linebacker because it is a well they've been successful at going in and I could see them going back to that well because they know how to evaluate that talent. Another thing that is worth noting, this team does, in fact, enjoy drafting players um, that are best players available on the board. And uh, unless they don't fit their team needs, 
then they might tweak it a little bit. But typically, this team is drafting the best player available. So when we bring all these factors back and kind of look at this 2021 draft and we look at those nine teams pro days, we look at really the underclassmen type players and look at some of the team needs of the Pittsburgh Steelers, some kind of bells and whistles start to go off a little bit, especially when it comes to running back. The Steelers didn't go to the University of North Carolina, and Javante Williams is the only one of the big three running backs that isn't a senior. Travis Etienne and Najee Harris both went back to school for their senior seasons, which is something to me that I I think still holds a little bit of weight. They weren't at North Carolina. They weren't at Najee Harris's, the the second Alabama Pro Day where Harris did uh, compete on the field. They were at Clemson and seemed very interested in Travis Etienne. But that would break the mold. So right now, to me, kind of looking at it on the outside, I don't know how likely this team is to go after a running back. I know a lot of people want them to go that direction. I don't think it is as concrete as some people believe it is right now. Sure, they met with a number of of runners, but really, we've heard tons of prospects coming out the last couple months saying they've met with the Steelers on a number of occasions, from quarterbacks to running backs to receivers, really across the board. They met with nearly every prospect, it seems like, and I wouldn't take too much in that kind of fact that they met with so many players just because the sheer quantity of players they met with. So then looking past that running back spot, really, what other big areas of need does this team have? Of course, there's that center position. Landon Dickerson, he did go back for a senior season, so that kind of puts a question mark on it. But the top centers of this draft class, once again, kind of don't really project to be first-round type guys. And there are some younger players at the in the middle picks that the Steelers have shown some interest in. And Josh Myers and uh, Trey Hill are names that instantly come to mind. So perhaps they might be willing to wait on a center a little bit too. Outside of that, you know, they have the, the tackle spots and... Really, when you look at the tackle position, they weren't there at Oklahoma State to watch Tevin Jenkins. They were there at Michigan to watch Jalen Mayfield, but Mayfield had one of the worst pro days across this entire offensive line board. So again, that starts to raise some flags as well. I think Notre Dame is kind of an interesting option because of how many kind of first-round slash second-round talent-type guys are there and how much the Steelers do enjoy drafting players out of that school. But right now, I don't know if Liam Eikenberg is that first-round pick. He might be more of a the day-two guy that they chase after. Possibly a Jeremiah Usukoromora. The middle linebacker out of Notre Dame, like I said, when in doubt, draft a middle linebacker. He is someone that kind of fits a little bit more in that kind of smaller uh, frame, uh, kind of Devin Bush-type role. But, of course, the Steelers could uh, be in a def- defensive transition uh with their losses of Bud Dupree and Mike Hilton. It just might be something they're forced into. Another factor that I didn't mention before, the Steelers typically only draft their first-round picks out of the Power 5 conferences. If it's not one of those big-time conferences, the last time they drafted someone outside of those schools was in 2004 when they selected a kid from Miami of Ohio, 
Ben Roethlisberger. That was the last time, 2004. Mike Tomlin wasn't even close to his beginning his tenure with the Steelers at that point. So it is reason to believe that the, the team would go against taking a player from that school. If you know me, you know how much I think Zayvon Collins would kind of change his team. But there is a couple big factors there. Number one... Tomlin and Colbert were not at Tulsa's Pro Day. Number two, Tulsa isn't a Power 5 school. There is some heavy factors weighing against Collins, and as much as I hate to say it, I feel like that probably will not be the pick. When you continue to kind of look down these schools that the Steelers have gone to, of course they went to Florida State. I'm not so sure if uh, Asante Samuel Jr., the cornerback, will be the option there at 24. That that is another name I'd watch for the second round, perhaps if they traded back. But it it just isn't something that uh, is jumping off the page at me. When they went to the University of Auburn, it kind of just seemed to to kind of dive into that love of Anthony Schwartz, the speedy receiver. Uh, we know the Steelers have met with him a number of times. It, he's kind of that Cameron Sutton in 2017 pick, the the mid, mid-round guy that uh, everyone kind of predicted this team was going to draft. Uh, even though it's the middle rounds and hard to, hard to predict, it just kind of feels like that's going to be one of the guys that ends up uh, being a Pittsburgh Steeler just because of how much interest they've had in him. Really, continuing along this list here, I, I suppose there's some guys at Georgia, but once again, they, they got their center there, the middle round type guy. Uh, Jamie Newman, the quarterback, didn't really perform in his pro day. So again, that's another school with some big kind of question marks. Really, it, it kind of keeps going back to me for Penn State and Michigan and Notre Dame for the schools that kind of check off all the boxes uh, having a prospect in the power five uh, an underclassman potentially the best player available on the board uh, think of a J- Jason Oa out of Penn State I know he's an edge rusher and really it doesn't really fit of course the Steelers need some depth at the position but with having Alex Highsmith already on roster to me it doesn't make a ton of sense to be going down that well but it just checks the boxes of what the Steelers like to do. And if he's the best player available, then that could be exactly what they go about doing. Of course, we know there's been teams with success with having uh, a rotation of outstanding uh, pass rushers. Of course, you look at those Super Bowl champion New York Giants teams having Michael Strahan, OCU Minora, uh, Justin Tuck, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. You go down the list. They they had a plethora of talent on the outside, and I can understand another team's mindset and as to why you'd go about doing that. Now, we are at the the tail end of the first part of this podcast. So hang tight in the second half. We'll get into some more prospects that kind of make sense from my perspective for the Steelers and what uh, they might be doing here over the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. We will be back in just a moment. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. second half of our podcast today we kind of started off the first half of the show just kind of breaking down what the Steelers like to do in the draft and a couple names we could see come off the board when they are at 24 now another thing I wanted to talk about is the potential for them to go outside and break the mold of tradition and what this team likes to do something we know about the Pittsburgh Steelers is they are usually pretty set on their ways But here in 2020, in this weird kind of 2021, rather, excuse me, (laughs) in this weird offseason where, of course, the cap has declined and mass players had to be cut and just really some kind of murky waters had to be waded through, the Steelers have had to go against the grain of tradition. And that could carry over into the draft and wouldn't surprise me. Of course, this team has never had a void year contract. I think at this particular moment, I think they now have four void contracts on the books. Uh, When you go past that, it really is one of those things where you look at the Steelers and say, wow, the last couple of years, they've done a lot of things they haven't done in a very long time, like trading a first round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick, trading up for Devin Bush in the top 10. The Steelers haven't picked in the top 10, albeit they did trade up for the 10th pick, in a very, very long time. So, really, you can kind of see this team start to to go against what they traditionally do. But now, coming to the draft, you have to wonder how much further they're willing to kind of uh, expand on these kind of weird ways of going past the traditions of this team. So one of the things I could definitely see happen is you see a prospect that they didn't attend their pro day, but as someone who's ranked as potentially a a top 15 player in this draft end up there at 24. And you might be thinking to yourself, Mike, how, how would that be possible? I can tell you right now when you kind of look and kind of do the math of all all the positions that should come off the board, especially early. Right now, it kind of looks like we, we will have five quarterbacks come off the board before the Pittsburgh Steelers first selection at 24. Outside of that, we should have about three receivers come off the board, another three offensive linemen, about another three corners. And all of a sudden, you start kind of subtracting these names. And that kind of list of needs kind kind of starts to shrink a bit. And a, a list of players that uh, shouldn't have been on the board could certainly fall into the Steelers' lap. Two prospects in particular that I do want to mention both come for, from Virginia Tech. Christian Derrissaw and Caleb Farley. Both of these guys should not be anywhere near the Steelers selection at 24. But we know from history, 
there's always a handful of players that should be first round picks or they should be top 10 picks and they end up sliding for one reason or another. It happens on a yearly basis. There's going to be someone in that same situation because of the amount of quarterbacks that are going to be going early. All of a sudden, you can see some names kind of falling to spots they really shouldn't be falling to. Caleb Farley first, the cornerback. He's kind of viewed as a top 10 prospect in this draft class, but uh, he had to uh, go through a back surgery. Of course, that is not really something I personally would like to gamble on, but he is still someone that is definitely viewed as one of the top corners of this draft class. And he is expected to be 100% healthy come the season. So if you have a Farley fall into your lap and kind of a neat at corner, that could definitely be a way the Steelers go about uh, making their first round pick. Past that, another name that I did mention before, Christian Darisaw, also from Virginia Tech. He is kind of seen as that third best offensive tackle in this group. Again, when you do the math, all of a sudden, someone is definitely bound to follow the Steelers. Say the Colts find a tackle elsewhere to a quarterback falls to the Washington football team somehow. There is a number of ways that this draft can unfold where there's definitely potential that Christian Dersaw is there for the taking at 24. And if he's there, uh, to me, I think that screams need and it screams best player available. And I, I just couldn't see the Steelers not making that pick. Of course, the last time the Steelers did pick at 24, David DeCastro fell all the way down to 24. Someone who's viewed as one of the best guard prospects to come out in quite some time somehow managed to be on the board when it was the Steelers' turn to pick. Now, originally we thought Kevin Colbert or Mike Tomlin weren't there at their pro day, but uh, a recent report kind of dug up that Kevin Colbert was there for David DeCastro and Stanford's pro day. But once again, he was not expected to be anywhere near that 24th overall selection. And the Steelers kind of had one fall into their lap. Uh, I suppose there are some other names where we could potentially see these guys uh, kind of slide back. And really, we should stick at that cornerback position because there is going to be a solid corner on the board at 24. Whether or not the Steelers think they need to go with one because they might view Cam Sutton as the outside guy still remains to be seen, but potentially if it's not, uh, if it's not Farley, you, you could see Patrick Sertan, uh, JC Horn, uh, Greg Newsom. Someone is likely to be there at 24. There's also going to be a number of edge rushers. Like we talked about in the first half of the podcast. Now, how likely are the Steelers to go a position where it's already kind of a position of strength? They just need depth. Probably not very likely, but there could be a Quiddy Pay, a Jason Owe, really just a number of guys still on the board. Jalen Phillips is another name to mention. Potentially, there could be some serious talent, edge rushing talent on the board at 24. And really, if the board falls in a certain way, and that's the best player by far, I could still see the Steelers go about making that their draft pick and then kind of having some sort of rotation where Highsmith uh, still gets onto the field or uh, transitions to uh, potentially a bit of a different position for him. So that is something that we definitely need to to monitor is kind of the, the days go on and especially when names start getting called off the board. 
the only real positions I could see the Steelers avoiding right now in the first round of the draft is defensive line because of the return of Chris Wormley and Tyson Alualu. They are kind of loaded and don't have any more space for uh, especially a first-round pick uh, along that uh, defensive front. Outside of that, you'll also get the receiver position. Uh, I just can't see... Because, of course, they have the big four already on the roster. I think they will add someone else, potentially like Anthony Schwartz, like we mentioned earlier, to be that kind of speedy guy uh, that kind of fills out the depth chart. But really, those two spots are ones that I think is pretty locked down. I also don't foresee the Steelers taking a quarterback again. That position, there's just no way anyone's going to be there at 24 the value of the board will probably suggest the next one shouldn't really be drafted until the fourth round or so. So when you look at it, the Steelers are going to have some guys available to them that fills positions of need. Will they be willing to kind of break that kind of annual tradition of avoiding uh, senior type players unless they are the, the best player on the board? Potentially that, that may be the one they go about to, turning the other cheek to could they look away from drafting power five type conference type players i wouldn't be surprised by that either just kind of based on this on the past 2020 college season affecting uh, guys ability to play there was some smaller smaller schools smaller conferences that played just as many games or if not more than some schools in the power five I think that is something that is important to the Steelers and something that could potentially sway their first-round draft pick. Past that, I, I, I just don't see this team straying too far away from their positions of need just because the Steelers right now, as we sit here today, need a number of players to come in and start almost immediately. So... To me, that screams best player available on the board. That fits a need. So really, you're looking at a center, a running back, potentially a tight end, I suppose. Uh, Inside linebacker is another spot. Corner potentially is another spot, depending on how they view Cam Sutton. And really, I suppose you could also lump in outside linebacker just because of the way the board is kind of potentially going to shape out and how much value will still be there at that position. Now, for me right now, looking at at what the Steelers need and who they might uh, chase in the draft, uh, I am probably more perplexed as I record this right now than I was a couple weeks ago. I, I thought you could really hammer out this team into just a couple of names, but really they didn't sign any impact outside free agents and I know that wasn't expected but I think we all kind of thought they would sign someone with starting potential to come in and really play those big time minutes right away they still haven't done that so to me I could see this team go six different positions no problem and I wouldn't be surprised or shocked in the slightest by any of it I think the biggest surprise to me at this point would be if the Steelers were to trade that pick. I would love for them to add more selections, but right now, that's just not something this team does. So, in one way or another, 
this team is going to have to sidestep their history and kind of make some moves that we're not used to seeing from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And something I think we will find come the come the 24th overall selection is the Steelers going a different way than any one of us expected to begin with. I know so many people think uh, a running back, an offense alignment could be the pick, or I know there's also a, a vocal minority that thinks an inside linebacker could be the pick, but I could see them shocking all of us. And who knows, maybe value Pat Fryermuth so much that they decide they want to go tight end in the first round. Cause he probably wouldn't be there at 55. I, I could see them. I could see them uh, jump on a, a corner because they slipped down the draft board or, an outside tackle because they slipped off the draft slipped down the slipped down the, the rankings of the draft. I just think that's something that's potentially what's going to be the, the likely scenario is the Steelers getting a player that none of us really thought they would be all that interested in. Could they be going running back in round one? I I'm not so sure. Could they be going center in round one? I kind of doubt it. So when, when you look at those two, the, the two biggest holes in the team, and think to yourself, there's potential that they don't fill either of those in the first round pick, then really the juggle starts to get real. So with all that being said, I want to thank you for tuning in to today's podcast and the latest edition of The Live Mic. I love bringing this to you each and every week, and I'm excited to bring it to you again next week, especially the closer we get to the draft. Hopefully, we'll have some more Steelers rumors to report on as we get closer and closer to that date. The more players they bring in, the more uh, the more obvious that kind of pick starts to become, and really, the hypotheticals just uh, couldn't be more fun, especially this time of year. So thank you for tuning in for to, to this edition of the Live Mike. Make sure you're clicking over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for everything you need. Pittsburgh Steelers, be it news, be it opinion, be it commentary, you will get it all on that website. So make sure you're, you're heading over to the website and following us on all our social media plate pages. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Michael Beck, and we will catch you in the next one. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.